Hello and welcome to this edition of the Align IT Manager Tech Talk series. I'm Ruth Morton from Microsoft Canada and um, Oh, yeah, sorry. You know, we're live. Eh? <laughs> sorry, I was, I was playing with my phone. Your phone, I'm yes. Sorry. I have actually, actually, we all have our phones yeah. um, here because actually this is the uh, episode about Phones. All about the phone. And Jonathan, my colleague and co-host, is too busy looking at his. Well, listen, the problem is when you get into the fact that you have Office and stuff like that on the phone, yeah. right, and the emails keep coming in, what am I supposed to do, ignore it? Sometimes, yes, yes. I bet you you're that you're you, you're the one that takes your wife out on a date, and then you're sitting there. Oh, I've got to check in, and I've got to check my email, and I've got to text so and so, um, and then how how mad does she get ago, at you? A year ago, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, now, now. <laughs> not so much. Has she trained you? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Keep that story to myself. Okay. Can you talk to my husband? <laughs> all right. I'll try. Anyways, this is the episode about uh, we're calling it the enterprise on the go, and it's all about making your your um, users productive, no matter where they are or what. They're doing, and um, specifically around the phone. And we actually have a very special guest in our in our studio today. Um, we've brought in Paul Leberge. He is actually part of our team, so it's kind of sure, fun. Usually, we we have somebody that's um, from the outside, but uh, we know Paul very very well. Welcome, sure Paul. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks everybody for joining us. And Paul, why don't you just start off by giving your giving a little bit of uh, background on yourself and and why you know so much about phones? Yeah, sure. Um, so again, as as Ruth mentioned, I'm I'm a colleague of Ruth and Jonathan's. Uh, I work with the developer and platform group at DP Canada um, in Microsoft, obviously. And my role there is mainly focused on getting um, people to build apps and to really explore and understand Windows Phone as a platform uh, that they can make use of, both from a consumer standpoint, but also as we're talking about here today around the enterprise. Um, there's a lot of goodness uh, around this new uh, platform that we have. Uh, we rebooted the platform, and uh, there's an awful lot from a consumer standpoint that we've never seen before, but a lot of people don't realize some of the great stuff on the enterprise side that is really built into the phone, and that is continuing to iterate and to evolve into something that is a very, very um, interesting and very powerful tool for you as a professional uh, to make use of uh, in the enterprise. So then, Paul, I mean, like you're talking about in the enterprise and. and um, bringing in the phone, and I know I've heard you mention a couple of times, and people around talking about the phone or the Windows Phone in this particular case as actually being a business device, right? But um, you know, people have their Blackberries and, and everything like that in the enterprise, and um, technically we call smartphones smart for a reason, right? Um, but they're not all as productive as, for example, as the Windows Phone. So what? makes this more productive than you know your, your standard smartphone that anyone would have in their enterprise today? Yeah, well, I think it's a few things, actually. So if, if you think about it, um, one of the things that we did very, very carefully is really understand the user experience of the phone. So if, uh, I don't know if you can see this, it's probably a little bit of a glare, but. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you put it up there, Mark. Yeah, so can you can sort of see already. So I got the orange mango theme going here. Uh, so, so basically, it's, it's very information driven. So that's the first thing. So you'll notice, uh, well, I don't have any emails that are, I haven't read right now, but you, you will see that there's an awful lot of you know, activity there. But the tiles, instead of icons, we have tiles. That's the first part. So one of the things you may have seen in our, um, in, in our marketing is we are the Glance and Glo Glancing Go platform. 
And that's not by accident that we say that. The intent behind Windows Phone is that when you have your lock screen on, you can turn it on and then you see immediately what your next meeting is. So that's the first part, which is actually very, very powerful because you don't necessarily have to open up your phone to do that. So right, right away, you're very, very productive. In addition to that, you have things such as the live tiles, and you can get a lot of information from live tiles. So you take a look at Outlook, which I've got on my phone, obviously. Whoa, whoa. Outlook? Like Outlook. actual Outlook? Yeah, it's Microsoft Outlook. No, just making sure that we have that, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Most yeah. people can't live without their Outlook. So yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah. You know, you, you live I know all box. the phones have email. Right, but I think, uh, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but the big difference here is that it is actually Outlook. It is Outlook. So we actually have an Outlook client, which is really, really interesting. So all the goodness that you see, say, for example, in Outlook 2010, there's a lot of the similarities that you would see on the phone. So you have uh, threaded conversations. You have the ability to flag and tag and a whole bunch of other things around uh, uh, your email. You have the ability to look at various different folders so that you know you have your main inbox. But say, for example, there's a distribution list or there's uh, an archive folder that you typically look at. Um, if you store it on the server, absolutely, you can take a look at that as well. So th that's all sort of standard sort of features and functionality of the platform. And what I love is you don't have to sync everything. You don't have to sync all your folders. Yeah. You choose what folders, and I can sync them on the fly. So a lot of times when I'm traveling, you know, I'll go and, and I'll have information in a folder that I didn't, I don't normally sync because I don't normally need it. And all of a sudden I'll go, okay, you know, sync this folder right now, and it just goes, okay, well, the last three days or mm -hmm. last week, whatever, what I um, I say, and it brings that piece down. Yeah. And I think, and I think, um, just in general, when you're talking about travel and stuff like that, one of the things that we talked about in the newsletter and sort of coming up with this show concept is the fact that there's always so much work to do, right? Yeah. And there isn't enough time to do it. And so I'm thinking when I go out and I'm out of the office, I need to make sure that my device is going to allow me to be just as productive as I am uh, in the office on sure. the go as well, right? Yep. So we talk about Outlook, but then what else makes me productive? Yeah, see, you, you're thinking like I am here. <laughs> we don't always, we don't just look alike, we actually think alike. <laughs> so, so there's a few other things. So I made allusions to the fact that we have Outlook 2010 on the phone, which is great, right, and everything else like that. But what we also have is uh, what I consider pretty much the full-fledged version of Microsoft Office 2010 in a mobile sense on the phone. And it comes out of the box. Don't have to pay for it. When you start up your phone for the first time, you'll see the Office uh, application that you can put on your uh, as a live tile on your start screen and everything. And there's a lot of goodness around that as well. So you have the ability to download from your email, for example, and I'll get to some other scenarios in a bit, but uh, in, your, in your email, for example, you download an Excel spreadsheet. You can actually open up that Excel spreadsheet and use it the same way you would, uh, well, maybe not the exact same way you would on a desktop because the form factor is a little bit different, but it's very much the full-fledged featured uh, version of Excel that you have. So that's the first thing. You have Word. Word is also a very powerful tool, obviously. You know, if you're doing RFPs or if you have deliverables that you've actually documented out or requirements documentation. As you're doing that on the plane, of course. Naturally. Here we go. Yes. My In RFP. airplane mode, though. In airplane, airplane mode. mode. Yeah. Well, for now, until they come up with wireless on planes. Well, there is wireless on the planes, actually. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Because now I'm going to be more though. productive. Yeah, I was on the plane to Redmond, actually, last week, and it was uh, a little bit spotty for some people and very expensive, so I didn't bother. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, you talked about all this stuff, about yes. Office, and great, love it. But um, for those of you who, who know me, and I know you guys do, me being the SharePoint guy, SharePoint on the phone, now I'm talking productivity. Yes, so again, you think the same way I am. 
which is really interesting. So we're, we're leading up to things. There you go, which is great. And this is not scripted. It is not. It, it is, is absolutely not. It's a not. live show for a reason. Yeah. So uh, just, just to, to finish the point, though, because I think it's important when we get into SharePoint and things like that, is I talked about Excel. That's great. You can look at PowerPoint presentations. You have Word, uh, but also OneNote. So you can actually uh, have OneNote. Uh, if you're not familiar with what OneNote is first, it's uh, a freeform sort of... Um, Note writing tool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's one of our most underutilized, the best kept secrets in Microsoft. Yeah, um, I use my Outlook so to run. Or sorry, my OneNote to run my life. Yeah, it, sure. and it's great. It's good for just putting in all sorts of stuff, doing research, and then when you have to do something a little more polished, you take it into Word or yeah. into another yeah. form. But it's just everything kind of goes into it's, OneNote. It's really funny. Just and we will get to SharePoint in a second. I think <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. So I was checking my Twitter feed out just yesterday, and uh, which I is also integrated into the phone. It is. Is actually <laughs> not too sure on the enterprise use just well yet. marketing if you're in marketing oh, that's oh, actually yeah. that's true. absolutely true. true yeah and we can talk about and that Facebook a bit too and Facebook and LinkedIn companies LinkedIn. always want to know what their branding what people are saying about their brand and that's what the social media tools are yeah. all about and again it goes back to the fact that I'm going to be able to do what I do on the go yeah what I do in the office. Same Absolutely. Thing, right? Yeah. So it's a merge of both uh, your personal and your professional yeah. life. But so, yeah. Yeah. So so the interesting thing around OneNote was uh, I read a tweet by a guy by the name of Bill Simser, who's uh, someone we know out in uh, Calgary, and he was saying sometimes I wonder if we should just replace or we as in like Microsoft should just replace SharePoint Office with OneNote. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some truth to that in some ways because it is such a versatile tool and you can sync it and things right. like that. Right. Yeah. So speaking of syncing. Yes. Getting to the point that you were very very excited about and some that I use an awful lot myself is SharePoint. So SharePoint is something that you see an awful lot in the enterprise today, obviously, right? There's a very wide base of, uh, of, of installs. And one of the things that we provided, uh, assuming that you have user access gateway uh, capability from Forefront Security, uh, which is also a Microsoft product, you can actually synchronize documents from your SharePoint in your internal network to your phone. Securely, so, of course. Securely. Well, that's why you need the forefront. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, so if you don't have forefront security or if you're not using Unified Access Gateway for whatever reason, and I'm sure there's good reasons why you wouldn't, um, you can synchronize if you're connected to Wi-Fi via the corporate network so that you know when you're in the office, you can right. synchronize. Then you take it on the go, you can make your changes, and the next time you're at the corporate Wi-Fi, you can actually resync. So that's great. Right. So now, on that note, then, if we're already talking about, um, you know, we're talking about synchronizing, we're talking about taking things on the go, what about my custom enterprise line of business applications? Right. Yep. That's ultimately, um, as you know, Office is great and, and everybody, I mean, we spend a good chunk of time in that. But for mobile workers and for people um, that are as part of a large enterprise, right, we're spending a lot of time uh, in custom applications. Yes. Right. So if we look at, um, extending those applications to the phone. What, what's involved? Like, wh how, how? How do we go about it? So the, the interesting thing around that is is kind of interesting. Uh, well, the interesting thing is kind of interesting. <laughs> um, okay, so building line of business applications for the phone is no different than building a regular application for the phone in a lot of respects, but there's some differences, and we'll talk about that. So basically, if you're building applications for Windows Phone, uh, Silverlight, if you're familiar with it, is basically the way you go. Okay. So uh, C Sharp or VB.net are the two basic uh, languages that we use, and then XAML, which stands for Extensible Application Markup Language, which is basically a very rich uh, user interface definition language built in XML and everything else. Like but that. when you say 
C Sharp and VB and all that, you were talking about just the standard yeah. .NET that we're doing uh, like desktop or web applications. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's some, well, the language itself is the same, but you know, there are limitations to the phone, so you don't have access to a file system and things like okay. that. So these, there's some form factors and refactoring that you might need to do to your line of business applications. But if you know uh, Silverlight already for the desktop or for the web, you're like 75% there. Um, so the skill sets are very transferable. The assets that you've actually created are fairly transferable as well. Now, I hesitate and don't say that you're going to just recompile for Windows Phone and you're ready to go because that's not obviously the case. But um, there's an awful lot of goodness that you can actually bring from your line of business applications to the phone that way. So the skill sets are transferable, so you're off to the races already. And if you know .NET, but you don't know Silverlight, you're probably 50% of the way there instead of 75%, because C Sharp, XAML, it's all .NET, uh, so you have that skill set already. Now, the components that are a little bit different are the facts that um, you obviously need to put security into your application for the well, phone. Well, that's actually what I was going to ask you. Yeah. As soon as we start talking about extending line of business applications, the first flag that always comes up, especially um, in an enterprise situation, mm -hmm. is security. For sure. Yeah. Right? So, so absolutely right. I mean, and this is no different from a desktop line of, map, uh, line of business application or a web application, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're really trying to make sure that you're being secure. So some good best practices that you have on the desktop or on the web are very much transferable here. So you don't keep personal information on the phone, right? You use tokens, you use authentication methods, federated security. So for example, you could use a live ID if you wanted to or whatever unified uh, uh, single sign-on sort of uh, solution that you might want to have. As well, okay. build that into your to your application. Understand the architecture of the phone and the way it's built. So we use things like uh, something called isolated storage to actually hold data for your application on that phone. Um, you know that's good for you know some stateful information that you might want to keep, but certainly you know health information or banking information or personal information for that matter. Uh, passwords don't do it. I mean it's just common sense. Just like you would in the cookie for uh, uh, for the web, you wouldn't keep a password, certainly not unencrypted anyways, but uh, things like that. So I have a question from the infrastructure yeah. uh, standpoint. Um, first of all, how, you know, I have this custom, this line of business application, how do I get it down to my, my phone? Yeah, so, huh. geez, of course. Is, we're thinking the same thing too. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. You're feeling our vibe. Yeah, <laughs> it's just fantastic, and it really isn't scripted, which is great. There's a reason why we do it together. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so the model, uh, if you're not familiar with what we've done with Windows Phone, is that every single application or game, for that matter, that you get and you put on your phone comes from the Windows Phone marketplace. Right. So this is a web-based store. It is public. Yeah, okay. so right? my private line of uh, exactly. my business application. Exactly. So, so here, here's the interesting thing around that. So you know, you want to put on Angry Birds onto your phone, you go to the marketplace, you download it, and then you're good to go. Right? Okay. Of course, you could buy, the tri buy it or put on trial, not whatever. Not you would put that on your enterprise phones, right? Um, uh, who you are. Don't look at mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to go ahead and put yeah, mine away. Exactly. I, I, got a, I got a good lineup of games on my phone. Yeah. Um, that's, produ that's productive. You know, it, it is productive. You've got to exercise your brain in different ways in order to be productive at your job. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> That's a great excuse. I'm going to use that in my next one-to-one -one with my manager. Yeah. Um, so so he, here, here's the deal with this, right? So we have the public marketplace, so Angry Birds scenario where, you know, you just search for it and you get it and everything else like that. We also have something called a private marketplace. Okay. Okay. So okay, the private Yeah, yeah. So the private marketplace is similar to the public marketplace in the fact that every single application that you will download from the private marketplace you do from the same marketplace. But the private marketplace is such that you cannot search 
for these apps, these line of business apps that you've created and published and you put to the marketplace. You can't can't search for them on online. Okay. So that's the first part. You're given a URL that you can actually provide to your users so that they can actually go to that URL and download it. So there's that, but also you need the authentication mechanisms and things like that within your application to make sure you're secure. Okay. Yeah. So this so is actually authentication in your application so that worst case, if someone happens yeah. to come up on the URL, they yeah. download it, but they still can't use it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. so what we do, for example, just to give you an example of what we do here at Microsoft, is there's a few line of business applications that we have. Um, obviously, we don't want out in the, the wild for, for, for you know, anybody to take a look at because they contain, contain business information. And so what we do is we have the private marketplace that you can actually download from, you know, an email sent out to all those that need it, and then they download the application. But when they actually s try to get into the application, they have a, a challenge screen, right? Got it. Put in your domain, domain name, username, password, and then you're authenticated and then authorized as appropriate within the application. Itself. So if I'm understanding you correctly then, mm -hmm. um, and if I've uh, kind of captured all of that, at the end of the day, the security concerns about getting getting the app and then the data on the device itself, yep. um, there's probably, it's perceived to be a lot more than it really is because there are ways just it, with general security practices that mm -hmm. you can kind of work your way around that and ensure that your application is secure. Yeah. Cool. So that's check. Check. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, of course. Thing. I, can, I, can I jump in here? Do it. I, Do so, it. So, again, infrastructure. Okay, I got, I all, these, I got all these I devices out there. I was trying know? to keep them on uh, line of business application development, and now you got to start bringing in infrastructure. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to always my It's a holistic hand. solution. Listen, <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, an app has to be on some sort of infrastructure. Without the infrastructure, we have no apps, so And without the apps, there's no need for the infrastructure. All right, so, so there you go. You know. So um, I got all these devices, yeah. and how am I supposed to manage them? Because, yeah, a device can get left in a, a taxi, it can get picked up off the bar and stolen. Um, Especially when they're if, like good-looking devices. Yeah, like you guys, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. What one's, what one's that? That's this one's the, the Lumia. Key, the Lumia, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's the responsibility of uh, to build the apps that are secure. But still, as I want to, I want to be able to wipe a device. I yep. want to be able to manage that device. I want to be able to make sure that, for instance, I notice that with your your Lumia, which um, is not on, um, which is not on the Microsoft Corp underneath the Microsoft Corp umbrella, um, you don't have to unlock it. Right. right. So, um, Actually, and I know true. mine, mine, which is uh, managed by Corp. I have to unlock, and mm -hmm. I certainly didn't put that up because it drives me nuts. But I understand <laughs> why, because right. people just That's true. Actually, and, yeah. On so, my other device, I didn't add the lock screen myself. No, no, it got pushed down by uh, by by IT. All right, and, phone uh, guru. All right. How yeah. does it happen? It happens in a number of different ways, and the flexibility is great because it helps you as an organization with the various different technologies that you have. So basically, you're probably familiar or you may have heard at least of uh, Microsoft System Center, which is our management platform for infrastructure and for devices and for, uh, and devices I mean by laptops, desktops, phones, you know, anything that you have within, within the, the organization. We do have a plugin for System Center 2012 that allows you to manage a bunch of these things. So if you need, um, if you need to manage things such as you know uh, remote wiping and things like that, those are things that you can do through System Center. There are a set of policies that you can actually push to the phone. They aren't 
Um, so, so this is an area in, in complete disclosure that uh, is a little bit not, it, less robust than it was, say, for example, in the Windows Mobile days, you know, 6.5 and everything else like that. So um, whereas in Mobile 6.5 and below, you could actually push almost any single policy you could possibly think of to the phone. Uh, we don't have that capability here today with Windows well, Phone I mean, 7.5. There, there are consumer devices that are also enterprise devices. Yeah, right? and, yeah. And but so instead of building them for enterprise and then hoping the consumers will right. use them, it's kind of our, the model, and, and not just us, the model has kind of flipped on its on its head. Yeah, well, it's that whole consumerization of IT, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a topic for discussion in a whole different episode. Yeah, yeah there, maybe that's you could spend uh, hours like March, on that. April. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, a little bit of a teaser there. <laughs> um, yeah, so so th there are some some limitations, and that that is something I do want to mention. But we are getting better with robustness of you know capabilities and things like that. And the System Center plugin is one of those things that we provided for you to actually do that. But in addition to that, you mentioned the lock screen mm -hmm. and the fact that you have to put in the password and all those types of things. That is something you, even if you don't have System Center, but if you use Exchange, uh, you can actually push policy uh -huh. via Exchange. Exchange here. Active Sync, right? Yeah. Huh? You see, I'm, I'm reading up on my. Even I've been reading up on my. And, and also, I just want to. I, I do want to put a plug in for our next because if you don't know about System Center um, and you want to know more about it, actually download our next, the beta. Well, download the beta. <laughs> yeah, download the beta. <laughs> see, um, but also, <laughs> also, uh, our, our next episode in March, we're going to bring in um, two System Center gurus talk about System Center 2012 and all the the goodness around that. So, mm -hmm. just, you know, for for March. Yeah. And now, back to the phone. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Exchange yes. Active Sync. Yeah, so basically, uh, you can you can push policies such as password requirement. So um, Microsoft, you know, we're very focused on security, and one of the things that we want to make sure of is that you know nobody that finds a device that's just lying on you know the street that is a Microsoft employee's device uh, has the ability to sort of get into it without having being challenged with a password so that's one of the things that we do provide um, the standard things around you know you try to put in the password five times and it'll wipe the device automatically that way good to know yeah which <laughs> yeah yeah so especially when my son is playing with the phone and he's like Whoa. the funny thing is is I've heard of a number of cases where children and things like that have taken the hey, phone and better safe than sorry I don't disagree at all. Yeah. I think that's the right answer. And, and the thing is, you don't, you're not actually storing a lot of data on your phone. It's all being synced with um, externally, mm -hmm. uh, most of the data. And I'm trying to think of any data that I keep. I mean, well, but that in and of itself is one of the security features. Fantastic. Yeah, so it gets wiped. Okay. Okay. You know, yep. uh, you know, except that you know, I have to reinstall Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> But you know that's fun too, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so so there's that. But there's also a remote wiping capability through uh, Microsoft Web Access uh, or Microsoft Outlook Web Access. Oh. So you can actually go to your Web Access for for Microsoft Outlook, uh, which is part of the Exchange uh, product in of itself, and you can manage the devices that are connected to your account. Uh, so you can have multiple devices, up to eight, I think, or five. One or the other, I can't quite remember. So if I lose my phone, yes. I don't have to call into the IT help desk. Well, and, and, and admit to them that I've lost my phone. I can just go to my Outlook Web Access and say, yeah, wipe my phone, keep it secure, and... Yeah, and, I, that's I, I would say... Happened, right, Ruth? No, no, it hasn't, it hasn't. What are you insinuating? He's full of it. I would say the first thing you should do if you, if you fear that you have indeed left your phone somewhere, even if it's just in the taxi or something like that, 
do the wipe because yeah. you never know who's going to pick up that phone. See, I would do the cry first, <laughs> and then I would do. Well, the you wipe. can do both at the same time. I'm crying True. and I'm yeah. wiping my True. phone. Exactly right. <laughs> True. So, so yeah, so you can manage the the, the phones that way and things like that. Um, but that's all great. You know, we have a whole bunch of things like that. We also have, you know, the find your phone capability. And, and one of the interesting things around the consumer side, talking about the consumer story of, of Windows Phone, is the ability to wipe your phone and find your phone and automatically uh, sort of send a message to that phone saying, you know, I've lost this phone. Can you please return it? Give me that phone number. You can actually do through Windows Live. So that one I've actually tried just for fun to see yeah, if it works. It yeah. works actually quite well. It's not bad. It's not bad. So um, so that it, it of course depends on battery. Right. Yeah. You know, sure. So yeah. so if you find you lost your phone, you know, if if there's no battery on the phone, then you're not going to be able to do anything at yeah. that point. But uh, but we then do, neither is anyone else until they exactly it. right. So so just uh, bear in mind that like even if you haven't connected your phone to a corporate network or something like that, and it really is a personal phone, uh, one of the things you can do is just um, you know, wipe that phone remotely through Windows Live. So if you go to windowsphone.live.com, I believe it is, uh, that's where you can find the uh, the portal for that. So I'm always the time cop. We've got like five, about five more minutes left. And so Jonathan, were there other things that you wanted to, should I shut up? About no, 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 there, there are. If you wanted to make sure we listen, got in there. At the end of the actually, day. Paul, Paul, Paul's like, I Yeah, I have one more thing to say about manageability okay. and, man okay. and infrastructure management is we talked about System Center, we talked about Exchange, we talked about Windows Live. Those are all great, but those are Microsoft technologies. Right. We have a great set of partners that are working on a set of utilities that you may already be using to manage other devices out uh -huh. there. So iOS devices, Android devices, and things like that, uh, that are going to be coming out with some interesting uh, management capabilities as well. Um, they aren't out yet, uh, but they are on the way. So I just wanted to mention that you know there is a third-party sort of ecosystem around this stuff, yeah. which is actually very important for a number of different. It's actually we have well. a huge third-party partner ecosystem around all our yeah. development efforts, which is always very cool because, yeah. So if I go through my mental checklist, and you guys uh, watching tell me if I'm missing anything or any kind of myths that you have about um, line of business applications on the phone, we covered manageability. Yes. Check. We can manage the devices. We're good. Okay. We covered security. We have means of securing the data and ensuring that uh, there are ways to make sure that the data is safe at all times. Check. Mm -hmm. uh, we covered skill set because yeah. it's just .NET, which I love. Um, the fact that it is done and it is actually that easy to do. Uh, in fact, just the other day, I was reading a blog post from uh, Scott Hanselman, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, I built a phone app in six hours, right?" So, granted, you're not going to build an enterprise uh, application in six hours, but the point is that you know you already have the skill sets for the people yep. that you have in your development shop already to be able to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And just listening to on the infrastructure side, when we're talking about System Center, um, you already have the infrastructure folk to um, support that because they're supporting your other infrastructure. So people, check. Yep. So the only thing really, um, again, if you guys have questions, make sure to type it into the chat so that we know. But what about training? training. Um, you know, so I manage a development team yep. or I manage an infrastructure team. Um, I need to know how to, to start. How yep. do I go about it? Where do I go? So create.msdn.com uh, is the one-stop portal for anything to do with uh, development of Windows Phone. Nice. Uh, so there's that. You can also go to the System Center portal on Microsoft.com uh, for information around that plugin that we just talked about as well. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can do that. We obviously have our blogs that we talk uh, about, um, you know, various different technologies. Uh, I 
post mainly about Windows Phone uh, on the Canadian Developer Blog. Uh, and I believe the URLs will be available to everybody yeah. there. Uh, the Canadian Mobile Developer Blog is actually focused solely on, on Windows Phone for the most part. Uh, so uh, if you're really interested in diving deep, there's a lot of interesting information there that you can actually go to. Uh, and we also have a, a resource page that uh, we can make available as well. So um, anything and everything you want to do to get started with Windows Phone, whether you're an IT manager, an IT pro, a developer, or a hobbyist, it's all there, and we can help you with that. Nice. Or you can just like contact Paul directly. Yeah. yeah, he'll write you yeah. out for you. Paul dot at Microsoft dot com is email address. Or for uh, the Twitter folks, P Laberge. Yeah, on the Twitters. Yeah. Or or uh, within our Align IT group, of course, because every episode I have to make sure that I get yes. that in there, right? Microsoft dot ca slash Align IT group. Yep, that's our LinkedIn uh, group. What else? The Align IT Twitter. Yeah, Align, uh, Align IT ca. Yeah. Newsletter. And newsletter. Uh, Microsoft dot ca slash Align IT news. Something like that. Anyway, the point is it's all on AlignIT.ca. And I actually have one more thing that I want yes, to mention that I, I didn't. Uh, a lot of people in the enterprise use the web as a way to drive line of business applications. Uh, one of the things that we didn't really touch here today, uh, but I think is really important to talk about, is the browser on Windows Phone 7.5 is Internet Explorer 9. And it's basically the exact same uh, browser that you see on the desktop version of Internet Explorer 9, with some differences that are nuanced to desktop versus mobile. Uh, but basically, if it works on IE9 for the desktop, you're very, very likely to have that same application, web application work on the phone as well. So if that's something that's of interest to you, um, it's probably something you should probably test. And you can actually test that in the development kit emulator that you can actually download at create.msdn.com as well. Interesting. So you don't even have to, for your uh, custom-built applications, you don't even have to necessarily go in and change the entire thing. You can start with a web type of interface and then go native to the device. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. And the one thing that I would uh, say, and this is not true of only just Windows Phone, but mobile in general, is uh, the form factor is obviously different than the desktop. So if you have a website that is, you know, a line of business application that's like this big on the screen and it's got a very large number of controls and input boxes and everything else like that, you might want to create a mobile version of that mm -hmm. uh, and just uh, style it appropriately so that it's possible for you to actually be productive on the phone. Um, and like I said, that's not just Windows Phone, that's any phone. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, uh, Paul, for all that. And I mean, for you guys watching as well, um, really what we kind of were talking about here is really just uh, to give you an idea of um, how it's actually possible to take your line of business applications and move them uh, to the phone. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thank you. I had a great time. All right. Till next month. See you guys. See you. Don't you do this up?